Welcome to the School of Wellbeing podcast. I am your host, Meg Durham, wellbeing speaker, educator, and coach. Together, we're going to explore lessons to help us live well. Let the learning begin. Hello and welcome back to the School of Wellbeing. I am so excited that you are here today. Today, we are going to dive deep into change, how to create it and how to make it last. This is a solo episode all about skills and strategies to make change last. And I am so excited to share with you my framework to creating lasting change. Before we get into the conversation, I have a very special announcement. Bookings for my game-changing wellbeing program for educators, Energy by Design, are now open. This program has been designed for educators that want to experience more energy, clarity and confidence, that want to be at home and in the classroom and feel really good, to move beyond exhaustion, to move beyond always caring for others and create space for themselves, for their needs, space for different kinds of conversations, a space to connect share, laugh and learn with other educators that get it. And I am so excited about this program because every time I run it, the results are incredible. It is hard to articulate what is possible when a group of committed educators come together for the shared purpose to feel good, function well and relate better. I cannot wait to see who joins me for this round of Energy by Design. So let's get into today's episode. Today's episode, we are going to explore why change is so hard, how to create change that lasts, the five C's of change, the importance of community, and so much more. I hope you enjoy today's solo episode. we create change that lasts? This is one of my favorite topics because I know from personal and professional experience that as we understand the nature of change, we're more likely to be successful in the change process. Over the years, I have noticed a predictable pattern in those that struggle to make change and those that make change happen. And it led me to create the change framework that I share in all of my programs. It's called the five C's of change. Each C is a muscle, a muscle that can be strengthened over time with repeated effort. And as our change muscles get stronger, we're more likely to be able to turn an idea into a reality. So why is it so hard to change when we desperately want to feel fitter, when we want to sleep better, when we want to engage in more meaningful conversations or have boundaries between work and home Why is it so hard? Why do we have to work so hard to make change stick? And the reason is, as humans, we're constantly dancing the line between comfort and challenge. So we are wired to think, feel, and act in predictable ways to maintain the status quo. So when we lean into challenge and growth, we're being rather disruptive to our system. We're challenging our status quo. And when we challenge status quo, we're going to experience resistance. It is normal, predictable, and healthy when it comes to the change process. So let's use the example of a whirlpool. 
When I was younger, I used to spend the summers out in my cousin's pool in country New South Wales. The sun would be beating down on us and we'd play whirlpool. We would run to the edge of the pool and everybody would run clockwise. We would run as fast as we could. And the faster we went, the more the water would take us. And then it would become effortless. And you could float around in that clockwise direction till eventually someone would yell out, change, and we would stop, turn around and face a wall of resistance as we tried to move anti-clockwise. We tried to move in a different direction. So the water didn't want us to change direction because we had trained it to go one way. So to move the other way was uncomfortable, it was hard, but eventually over time it got easier and easier and then momentum would kick in and we would be off. And so this is what happens in our brain when it comes to change. When we want to make changes, we are going to experience resistance. And the resistance can show up in really obvious and subtle ways. So this is where the five C's of change can really help us move through this tricky, messy and exciting process of change. So let's explore the five C's of change. The first C of change is commitment, making a commitment to do things differently. At the end of the day, behavior change requires us to change our behavior. So we need to commit to doing things differently. For so many of us, we flirt with change. We think about change. We talk about change. We prepare ourselves for change and we don't change. We don't take the action required to make things happen. So the first step is to commit to something. It could be committing to the Energy by Design program. It could be committing to a fun run. It could be committing to getting up the same time every day. I remember a time years ago that when I had a newborn and a toddler, I was so exhausted. I was in a vicious cycle of sleep deprivation, reaching for sugar, feeling overwhelmed, couldn't think straight, and I thought something has to change. I have to make a change here. And so I made a commitment to myself to walk every day for 30 minutes, no matter what was happening, to walk every day for 30 minutes. And I wanted to do this walk child-free, so it required me to have a conversation with John, my husband, about a time where I could walk for 30 minutes child-free. And so my commitment ended up being, I am going to walk each day during the week from 6am till 6.30. So it was a very clear commitment. And I also had the support of someone in my house to make that happen. So commitment is so important. So what stops us from making a commitment? What are the barriers to commitment? These are our common barriers. So start to notice if you have them in yourself oh, I'm not very good at commitment or I'm not very disciplined or I'm not really ready yet or I don't have the time or I don't have the right gear or I don't have enough money. So think about all of these things as just resistance. That is our brain trying to keep us doing the same thing that we've always done. And so a way to move over these hurdles and towards more commitment is write it down. Don't think about it. 
write it down. So many of us have all of these big ideas and dreams in our head and yet they never go from there. We just flirt with them. We need to write it down. And as you write it down, connect with your vision for the future. What would your life be like if you created more space for yourself? If you gave yourself permission to leave work at a certain time or if you exercised regularly or if you ate healthy meals three times a week, start to think about what are the benefits to making this change because that helps us make a commitment if we can attach ourselves to the future version of us. And so when it comes to change, I encourage you to really think about what are you committing to? It's not about doing everything at once. It is about doing one thing at a time. So thinking about when we play golf, we don't go straight to the 18th hole. We go to the first hole. So what is the first commitment that you can make yourself? So on a scale of 1 to 10, how do you rate your current level of commitment? The second C of change is compassion. One thing I know for sure is that the change process is not straightforward. Every change I have made in my life has not gone to plan. Things do not go smoothly. I have fallen off the wagon and had to jump back on time and time again. And that is the nature of change. It is messy and often very frustrating because we want to do something and yet our predictable, familiar patterns get in the way every single time. So that's where the compassion really comes into play. If change was a song, compassion would be the chorus. Compassion is what keeps us moving forward when we fall short. So some of the blocks to compassion is self-criticism and self-doubt. Self-criticism and self-doubt is really healthy and normal and a part of the change process because that is our brain's way of testing, do you really want to make this change? It's stopping us in our tracks. And so we need to be able to move beyond that, jump over that hurdle and keep moving forward anyway. So some self-doubt could sound like, who do you think you are to make this change? Nobody is going to understand. You're useless. You never stick at anything. Are you dreaming? We have tried to do this so many times. Why do you think it's going to stick this time? So start to notice the thoughts that come up for you when you're moving through the change process and strengthen your self-compassion muscle. Strengthen your ability to acknowledge the doubt and move forward anyway, to feel the fear and keep moving forward gently, to expect things will not go to plan, expect disruption, expect other people will have an opinion about the choices that you're making and show yourself kindness, understanding and keep moving forward anyway. So on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate your level of self-compassion? The third C in a change process is courage. Think of courage and compassion as two wings that help us take action and move through discomfort. Discomfort is going to happen on your change process. Expect it, embrace it, and move through it. 
So discomfort can sound something like it should be easy. Oh, I'm not really motivated. What will other people think? Oh, I don't want to rock the boat. Because when we start to make changes, it's going to have a ripple effect within our systems. So that could be in our homes, in our schools, in the community. So as we start to do things differently, there's going to be an impact. So that requires us to be courageous in the face of discomfort. So let's think of an example. So when I was doing that 30-minute walk a day, there were times where John would say, oh, I've got to go to work earlier today. And so initially I would think, okay, you go to work and I'll miss my walk today and I'll do it another time. And then I had to find some courage and strengthen my courage muscle to think about, no, this 30 minutes is really important to me. Is it possible that you can wait just 30 minutes? And more times than not, John just said, yeah, I'll wait because we were in a predictable pattern of me always being available and him being able to go off to work. So sometimes it takes courage just to have those simple conversations or it could be that in your staff room, everybody goes home late. And so it takes courage to be the first person to leave the office, to go and do something different. Or it could be that it takes courage to go for a walk at lunchtime or in some workplaces, even have your lunch at lunchtime. It takes courage to do things differently and particularly when other people are involved because then when we do something differently, they have to start thinking about the choices that they're making and that's quite disruptive. So that's why It requires us to strengthen our courage muscle to keep moving forward anyway. So some things that help us to be courageous in these moments is you are never going to feel like it. This idea of I don't feel like it is just a myth. It's resistance. Move through it. Just make it happen. And I feel nervous. I feel uncomfortable. It should be easy. It's not easy. Change is not easy. So if anyone tells you that the change process should be easy and effortless, don't listen. The process is not designed to be easy. It's designed to strengthen your ability to move through discomfort. So think about it. When it comes to courage, on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate your current level of courage? The fourth C of change is consistency. Consistency is what makes a difference between people that make change last and people that struggle to make change happen, that get stuck in a cycle of starting and stopping, starting and stopping. Consistency is what takes us to a new way of behaving in the world. It's about consciously showing up day after day and doing things differently to be deliberate in our actions, to repeat our actions. It's not enough to just do things once or twice. It's about doing it over time. So thinking about fitness, it wouldn't be enough for me to do a long walk on Sunday and that's it. It's about building up my strength and capacity over time. So think about the change that you want in your life if it's going to work at a certain time or going to bed at a certain time or waking up at a certain time, 
consistency plays such a significant role because the more often we can do something, the more likely we're going to create that new pathway in our brain and it becomes the new normal. It becomes the new default. So when it comes to consistency, something that gets in the way time and time again is I'll do it later. Do you ever say that to yourself? Oh, I'll do it later or I'll do it tonight. They're two things that pop into my head time and time again. And so I have learned to move beyond that and say, I will do it now. Just do it. When the window of time presents, just get in and make it happen because consistency is key on the change process. Nothing great happens without consistency. You cannot shortcut this element. It is so important. And that's why it's so important to work with a coach or to work with other people so you can build in that accountability that helps you to be consistent. So when it comes to consistency, on a scale of one to 10, how would you rate your level of consistency? The fifth C of change is community. And community is so important when it comes to making meaningful change. As humans, we're wired for social connection. We love to be in connection with other people. And this is one of the reasons why I think Alcoholics Anonymous has been so helpful for so many people. It's the community element. I'm not sure if it would have the same effect if it was all one-on-one. There is something incredible that happens when we join with a group of like-minded people that are committed to action that are committed to do things differently. There's accountability, there's support, there's normalizing struggle. When you hear people articulate their struggles, you start to think, it's not just me. Other people feel that too. And it's also celebrating strength, celebrating other people that are taking courageous action, that are moving through the discomfort, who are showing courage and doing things anyway. There is something magic about working in groups and that's why a lot of my programs include group coaching because that is where the magic is, to see your struggles in other people and to see your strength in other people because the people who are closest to us, they're not always as invested in our change as we hope they would be. And so we need to seek other people out. You know, we can, the barriers when it comes to supportive communities, you can start to think to yourself, no one cares. Why should I bother? No one gets it. No one wants to see me change. And an unfortunate reality is there are some people in our lives that don't want us to change. There are some people that are benefiting from you staying the same. There are some people that are getting something from you being exhausted or depleted or not making change. And so we need to work through that. We need to work through that disruption. And a way that we can work through that is by joining a group. I think about it myself. Some of the groups that I've joined over the years have been so powerful for me. I think about my book club. I love being in book club because I love to have people that I can connect with and talk about books. And it's also the accountability that we have a book to read every month and you make it happen. I think about years ago when I wanted to do a triathlon, I joined a triathlon group and it was so much fun. Training became fun because I had other people to talk with, other people to connect with. 
And that's what happens in energy by design. The change process becomes fun. It's not all hard work and having to slog away by yourself. It becomes fun. Every week you get to share what you've done, the progress that you're making and celebrating. So community is so important when it comes to change. And I'd like you to think about it. Who is in your community? What connections in your life really encourage you empower you and inspire you to make a positive change so on a scale of one to ten how supported do you feel to make positive changes in your life so there you have it the five c's of change change is possible for you it is possible for you to create change whatever you're flirting with if it's to be healthier happier more engaging relationships, to have a romantic relationship, whatever it is you're working towards, try out the five C's, commitment, compassion, courage, consistency, and community. Because at the end of the day, it's up to us to take action. Flirting with ideas is not enough. Good intentions is not enough. It requires us to take courageous action over and over again, and to be supported by a community that wants to see us thrive, that wants to see us shining in the world so we can all create a positive ripple effect. I hope this episode has inspired you to keep moving forward on your wellbeing journey with a little more commitment, compassion, courage, consistency, and community. This is what the School of Wellbeing is all about, creating a space for you to think about your thinking, to feel your feelings and move forward with a little bit more courage. I am here cheering you on. I am your biggest cheerleader. I am here for big-hearted humans that want to experience more, that want to do amazing things in the world and create a positive ripple effect. Before you go, I would like to invite you to stop and take a moment to think about the two following questions. Number one, from this episode, what is one thing you want to remember? What is your pearl? And number two, what is one action you can take in the next 24 hours to support your well-being? Big-hearted educators listening, Energy by Design is for you. I am so excited about this round. As we all know, this year is shaping up to be another one of disruption with so many changes going on, so many emails flying around and so many logistics changing daily. Imagine what it would be like for you to have a space to stop the noise of everyday life and focus on you focus on your well-being and connect, share, laugh and learn with other educators that get it. Oh, I am so excited just thinking about it. This program lights me up. I have brought together everything that I have learned in the last 10 years and put it together into a program that makes sense so you can take action straight away. Reach out. I would love to hear from you. What are you enjoying about this podcast? What would you like to learn more about? What guests would you like me to get on the show? Reach out and let me know how the School of Wellbeing is impacting your life. You can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn. To keep in the loop with everything that I'm up to, all the podcasts that I enjoy, the books I'm reading, shows I'm watching, subscribe to my Thought of the Week email. This is where I share everything that's happening. To support the show, please rate and review on iTunes and share with your family, friends, and colleagues. 
I believe that individual conversations have the power to move our collective forward. All the links from this episode will be in the show notes. Thank you for listening to an episode of the School of Wellbeing. This episode was proudly brought to you by Open Mind Education. Open Mind Education is committed to sharing wellbeing education that makes sense. To learn more, visit the website openmindeducation.com. There you can sign up for the free five-step energy guide to help boost your energy so you can better navigate the ups and downs of life. Thank you for listening and I look forward to sharing more lessons in the School of Wellbeing next week.